Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We're happy you're with us once again. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. We are less than a month away, Alan, from the fifth annual Princeton Smart Driving Cars Summit. Uh, some bumps on the road, we could say, but it looks like we're getting to the destination. That's the big thing. <laughs> Let's give folks an update. Uh, yes, I guess we've had, uh, you know, sort of, of course you have a couple bumps and, and you have to pivot a couple of times too. And, and, uh, and, but, uh, but it's really coming together and it's, I'm just, um, so thrilled with, uh, with all of the, uh, uh positive, um, uh, enthusiasm for this. Uh, and, uh, and it's most, mostly for all the right reasons is, is that, um, as you know, the focus of this summit is the is to really get deployment uh, enough with testing uh, uh, and you know get to finally delivering uh, some uh, <clears throat> some positive societal value uh, out of all this uh, investment in this technology and really that's the focus of the summit is to uh, move that process along uh, you know uh, it's great that uh, that all of this investment's been made. It's great of all the wonderful tests and so on. Uh, but it's time to uh, really move people and improve their lives. Well, let's talk about what the program is is looking looking like now and what uh, we're hoping to achieve through all of this. Yeah, well, you know, the program as it's been in, in the past um, uh, with with the summit is there. You know, the first evening is a meet and greet in my house. Um, and then the the, the 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 crux of the scholarly aspect of this is is on the first day, and then the second day has been extensions of that of, of that aspect, <clears throat> and that still is is the the fundamental uh, structure of this. Um, um, we had uh, uh, planned originally to do a, a festival on the second day and to do a festival in uh, where people who could most benefit from this uh, actually live. Um, I, I think that, um, that uh, my dream of doing that was uh, probably uh, uh, a little bit too, uh, uh, too optimi not optimistic, but, uh, but a little bit too, uh, uh, too large. I think that the, the key to doing it, uh, we were, had enormous support from everybody to do it at Donnelly Homes in Trenton, is that the, the key to, the, to making that be successful is not only to have an enormous number of people actually, uh, actually uh, benefit from that, uh, from that experience, but also to make sure as we're doing the experience, those that for whatever reason uh, had their own lives to, to lead uh, during that weren't uh, weren't basically uh, uh, encumbered by it, and so you know that's a, that's a very very um, um, tricky situation. The objective is clear, the constraint is also clear, and it just turned out that, that to to have 
that much of a, a success uh, would imply that some, probably few, but still some, uh, might not uh, necessarily uh, be that thrilled by it. And so uh, I think at this point, I think it's, it's much better that we sort of scale back um, um, uh, the, the success piece uh, and, and completely avoid uh, the negative piece. And I think that to, in doing that, uh, we're going to do the Saturday portion. It, it really, uh, what is the right place, uh, right place to do it is at the Carl Field Center for, for Equity at, at Princeton University. And, and then right next door at, uh, at, uh, at, at Tiger Inn, um, uh, we can have uh, displays of vehicles and so on and so forth. And all of that is right next to where we'll, we will be doing the scholarly part of the of the summit on Friday, which is near Sheridan Hall, where my office is, and the uh, Friends Center of the uh, School of Engineering and Applied Science. And in a sense, it, it just brings everything together. And what we can do is is really those who who really wanted to participate in this from Donnelly Homes, well, we can uh, bring him to the Carl Field Center. And um, and uh, and take them home, and then also have the engagement of, of the of the um, Trenton High School uh, um, uh, students who are interested in STEAM and STEM and participate in in in, in the development of of this deployment, and um, and have them participate with us. Uh, we had we had thought of also tried to do it at Trenton High School. Unfortunately, on the fourth, the day that we wanted to do this is is um, is the educational testing services uh, um, SAT testing, you know, from uh, until basically two o'clock in the afternoon, and of course you can't come close to disrupting any of that. My goodness, uh, you know, ETS will will invalidate tests. I mean, you know, right. that that is a hard constraint. You just can't do that. So, and but course, what, we're, what that. you're doing with the students on on the Friday, and uh, some may be there if they're not taking the test on 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 Saturday. On Saturday. We'll to come too, absolutely. And and in fact, you know, there there are many dates for the test, many places for the test. So in fact, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, that we will miss many students because they're taking the test. Plus, after they take the test, they can. We'll bring them on up to Princeton to, you know, the, the tail end of the darn thing. So, so that, and they can participate on Friday because we're having, we set up a, another parallel session on Friday uh, to include uh, them um, in uh, how they can participate in the, in the deployment of, of this and, and, and in the sociology of the deployment. Again, enormous amounts have been expended on the technology. So little has been spent on, on the sociology and, and the involvement of, of, of kids. This is their future uh, as part of deployments, as part of this um, is, to me, absolutely critical. So we're actually going to have more involvement of them because we've, we've changed a little bit the, the construct. Uh, so as it turns out, um, you know, it, it, it is, it's, you know, as close to perfection as, as I think um, I can do things. And there are some companies that are 
had been making a lot of progress here who are going to be taking part in this. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, some uh, have, of course, uh, you know, uh, for various reasons, I don't know what they are, but decided not to come. I guess, as I like to say, they have better fish to fry. And that's good. I mean, great. Uh, hopefully there's, there's, again, better fish to fry somewhere else. Uh, but we do have, have three, you know, absolutely uh, competent entities that 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 uh, I believe can do Trenton moves. The, the objective is to is to get to deployment Trenton moves. Uh, you know, GM Cruises with this uh, uh, beep with their new partnership with Mobileye is with this and May Mobility, and there there may be some others. So you know, those are those are th- uh, you know three entities. Uh, that um, that really, um, I guess, have, have looked at this and when they did the balance of expected value to expected uh, uh, risk, uh, ended up with you know the scale this way instead of the scale that way, and and are participating and we're we're so thrilled that that they are. Um, I, I really, uh, Walmart has. Um, I don't know if um, you know to what extent they you know they will, but but Walmart sees the value absolutely in in uh, in what we're trying to do with trenton moves <laughs> in fact you know their their enthusiasm has caused us in terms of our our thought of what the original operational design domain should be in serving trenton you know we've, we've had to have it a little bit not just trenton go to to start out at new jersey dot for headquarters for obvious reasons of testing out the technology and so on making sure and before it it goes to the operational design domain to serve everybody in in trenton but also to extend a little bit outside of trenton uh, because there's not a walmart in trenton uh, the nearest walmart is in hamilton township and so they extend out to hamilton township so that my goodness you know um you know, for, for many of us, it's trivial to get to a Walmart because we have a car, okay? For someone who doesn't have a car, can't get, I mean, can't walk to it. And all of a sudden, the, the realization that this mobility opportunity that we're providing, not only to get people to work, get people to a Walmart. I'm sure Walmart can deliver. You can get on the web and whatever and so on. It's really devoted to you to do it and deliver things for you but but the opportunity i mean you know you, you look at if you, if you don't have a car you've got to you got to go to your neighbor hey when you're going take me with you whatever and all you're 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 begging borrowing and hopefully not stealing uh, you know to get to a walmart i mean come on and and the beauty of, of the trenton moves concept is my goodness allow anybody get to a walmart you know and and i think that you know They've really picked up on that, not to speak for them. Of course, I don't speak for them, absolutely not. But, but you know, just that concept, and that concept should, should go to a lot of others. Uh, the concept, you know, I'm going to go down to, uh, to task the Trenton uh, uh, area soup kitchen on Monday and talk to the Amazon recruiter that comes there each Monday morning and, and talk to him or her about, my goodness, you know, uh, the may, the biggest, I think, probably the biggest problem you have, challenge you have, is, is, is getting workers to your Amazon distribution center in Robbinsville, okay? 
if you don't have a car. And, you know, and, and some of the jobs there, not to say that, you know, some of the jobs there, especially maybe at the, at the you know, third shift, or, you know, with people who don't have a lot of needs. And that is a very important job for them to feed their family. And all of a sudden to be able to, you know, get a job to feed their family and be there reliably and not get fired because they don't show up on time, punch in on time and not reliable and so on and so forth. That's what you have. You have to have high quality mobility, reliable mobility, mobility like what we have uh, with, with the cars that we have. If you don't have one of those, where are you? You don't, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance of, 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 of improving yourself. And it's, and it's what a all shame. about quality of life, as you've said over and over again. Over and over. This is not, this is not you know, rocket science. This is not a big concept. You know, we've, we've, we've done all this for, 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 um, for affordable affordable housing. We have laws in New Jersey that require communities to create affordable housing. They hit them over the head. Create affordable housing. You've got to. Where do the communities end up doing? Well, on affordable land. And guess where that is? Just because it's affordable land, guess what? It doesn't have much value. That's where it's probably not, not near anything. That's what you have to have to be able to. So all of a sudden we have an opportunity with this technology to deliver affordable mobility to affordable land, creating affordable living. Whew. That, you know, my goodness, wow. And, and why everybody isn't clamoring to just do this, be, be the central focus. Sure, we want to improve safety. Of course, we want it to be safe. Oh my goodness, the societal value of creating affordable living out of affordable housing with affordable mobility. Whoa. I mean, you know, and it, it and and what's been most pleasing to me is that a lot of people in Trenton get it and want to do it for that reason and sort of a lot of others. And I think GM Cruz, I think Beep and Mabel Mobility all get it. And that's what they want to do. And that's why they're coming. And that's why we're embracing them. And, and you know, in the scholarly discussions that we will have on, on Friday, we're, you know, I'm pushing the concept and we will discuss it. You know, and the, the other aspect of this, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't uh, downplay it at all. And that's the educational component of this with the students in Trenton. You, you've been, you've been there. Karts has been there already sowing some yeah. seeds here. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, and they get it, they get it. And the superintendent of schools gets it, you know, immediately. Oh my goodness. You know, in Trenton, you have to live a mile, more than a mile and a half away from the school for, for anybody to provide you mobility. Otherwise, you're walking. Of course, I joke around. I, you know, I walk 27 miles uphill and five feet of snow both ways. When I went to school, why can't they? You know, but, but, but the reality of this situation 
you know, especially COVID and before COVID and after COVID. You know, some kids, especially on a day like today, which isn't all that great, but it is a Saturday here in Jersey. Um, you know, they may choose to stay home instead of coming to school. Oh, because they don't have, you know, half decent mobility to get there. All of a sudden, these things, these automated vehicles that are, you know, just run, you know, just run with one of these guys. All of a sudden, I like to say, sitting there like old puppy dogs. Can I take you to school? Why not? It's got nothing better to do. Really, let's put it out there and do it. You know, this thing doesn't care. They'll do it. This is what we're going to give to them. And, of course, they should be part and parcel of the, of the, initial, of the beginning of this. It's their future. It's, it's, you know, so to me, again, another no-brainer of all this. And I guess, you know, this is what, what the summit will be all about. And uh, we, have, we have a number of folks from all around the world coming come to basically um, um, uh, inform us of, of, of lessons they've learned so that we can learn from them as well as impart to them and discuss with them what it is that we really want to do with this. And, and I, I, you know, it just hasn't been the message up to this point, or at least maybe I'm just blind or I'm stupid or I don't know what, or <laughs> you know, whatever don't, you want. Don't think so. You want what, some it, of the keynotes, well, whatever. Are, some of the keynotes are exciting too, from, uh, You've got the state transportation commissioner scheduled, and yeah. and, uh, and uh, a former Princeton uh, student, right? Yeah, he's no, well, the yeah. DOT. Well, you know, he's he's not a trivial guy. I mean, you know, he's he's there as basically you know responsible for the research and development at USDOT. I mean, he is the guy, and, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, but at least in the discussion that I've had with him, and when I've looked into his eyes. Uh, uh, he sees it, okay? Uh, maybe he's just being nice to me and so on, whatever, but, uh, you know, some, I guess some people are sometimes nice to me, Fred. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, no. It, we're it's, talking about it's, Robert it's, Hampshire. And we're, Hampshire. we're talking about Robert Hampshire. I mean, you know, really quality individual. And, and you know, and, and, and they're, you know, struggling with, with really trying to make transportation. What is transportation? Transportation is a, is, a, is a fundamental asset to, meant to improve each of our lives. And, and you know, and really uh, uh, wants to do this, I think. Class of 07. Now you, you and CART's executive director, Jerry Ho, were interviewed by PAVE this week. This was a virtual panel, uh, took place Wednesday, focused on, on what, you're working on with Trenton and what you're trying to accomplish. So we would encourage people to go take a look at that video, uh, even to get a, a fuller sense of what's, uh, what's planned. Yeah. Well, they, they gave us a platform and we took it. I mean, what can I tell you? I mean, it was very nice of them to give us a platform, but uh, you know, yes, we are coming at this from one perspective. There are other perspectives. Uh, but, um, and of course we think, you know, we have a good one. Other people think they have a good, one, you know, um, uh, what can I tell you that if you want to, you know, it's just our perspective, but we, we appreciate all the other ones too, but, uh, but we think this is a, this is a really good one. 
and the, the video, people can find it at pavecampaign.org. The video is under events. We'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there that can help you make informed decisions about investing. You may know ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments and maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. That website again is MOTOETF.com. We are back with more of Smart Driving Cars. Alan, Tesla Roddy is reporting that Tesla in the company's 2021 impact report is saying that their vehicles using autopilot are eight times less likely to be involved in an accident compared to the total U.S. vehicle fleet. That report was released on Friday, and people can check that out at Tesla Roddy. I guess it's, it's something Elon Musk has been saying all along. Yeah, it, it is. And I hope that, uh, you know, I, I still have to take a close look at it. Uh, you know, not, not that I'm, I'm doubting it. I, I, I think, you know, fundamentally they should be. Okay. And yes, we do hear, hear about a, a, a crashes, but, you know, if, if there were really a lot of them, we'd really hear about a lot of them. Um, and, and, and also, um, you know, I think that the, I think that one has to be extremely careful when one one does these analyses, so that in fact, you know, the the, the bias is taken out of of the of the comparison process to make sure one is actually comparing apples and apples, oranges to oranges. In, in statistics and dealing with data, that is a non-trivial process. Uh, just it's just extremely hard, you know. Um, um, how uh, uh, autopilot is used is 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 in some sense biased in 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 some ways in terms of where it is what roads it's being used on the times by the people and so on and so forth. Those aren't necessarily representative of the whole for which the comparison is being made. So one has to be very careful of taking out those biases and getting it to. To, instead of an apple and sort of apple or orange and sort of orange comparison, the real apple and apple orange to orange comparison. Um, so, and I'm not, not suggesting that, that anybody is, is just not is being sloppy or something like that in, in, their, in their analysis. Um, and in fact, one could probably, since the difference is so large, okay, that in fact, it may be, it can withstand some of the bias uh, challenges because 8x, 8x is a big x. It's not 1.8x. It's not, you know, whatever, 1.08x. You know, 8x is a big difference. And, and, uh, and uh, so maybe the difference isn't quite all that big, but maybe be bigger. Um, uh, when you really want the apples and apples and oranges to oranges. But this is an enormous indication that the value of some automation of some of the driving functions for the driving does in fact bail out the driver. 
you know, one of the aspects of the safety aspect of driving, at least it's my contention, and so people can say I'm just totally off and screwy, is, is, that, is that when we're paying attention and when we're careful, we are absolutely fantastic drivers. What gets us into trouble, and I know it gets me into trouble, is whenever I flip out, whenever I have road rage for who knows what reason, whenever I'm drowsy, whenever I, whatever, too much, whenever I'm who knows what too much, and whenever I'm doing this too much, or whenever I'm looking at my screen too much, you know, one of the faults, Eli, he put such a big, never, I, you know, if he could do that without the big, it would be a whole heck of a, I think he'd be maybe, you know, 20x better. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, I'm, but but that's when we get into trouble, okay? And that's when you go back. And you know the numbers out there that have been been quoted for who knows how long. Ninety some percent of the the crashes are a result of hu human involvement. I say human misbehavior, okay? And whether it's ninety some percent or eighty some percent or even fifty some percent, it is a big number. You know, rarely does a wheel fall off. Yes, yeah, sure, sometime the boulder comes out of the sky on whatever, and, and, or, or, or an asteroid or something, sure. Yeah, but those numbers, those are small, okay? It mostly is on us when we're not paying attention and we're not, and we're misbehaving. Guess what some of this automation does? It bails us out because it really doesn't misbehave. Maybe it doesn't know what the heck's going on much of the time, but it doesn't misbehave the way we miss it. It, it doesn't completely lose attention. Sure, it has some blue screens. Sure, sometimes it whatever. But my goodness, those in, 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 in conjunction with our driving, it does not surprise me that, that, that one should get a result like we're getting that it's many X better. Tesla is also us. saying that Tesla was saying that uh, drivers of its vehicles on autopilot are, I, I think it's maybe two or three times safer than, than those who are not using autopilot. According, but again, I don't know what we're. But again, what, you know, it's you, the question is: is when do you use autopilot? Maybe you only use autopilot when the driving is easy, and when the driving isn't easy, you're in there turning it off, and therefore the probability right. you're going to crash is higher. And again, that's it's not a perfect apples to apples, orange to orange, okay? And 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 maybe you know they've really you know done their 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 statistics properly to take out that bias so it really is comparing in the exact same driving environment with the exact same driver characteristics and 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 making sure that it's an apples to apples okay but even if it isn't these numbers are big it suggests my goodness there is fundamental value in in this technology helping the driver and, you know, instead of, you know, trying to knock down Elon for all this, we should applaud him, 
Maybe we knock him down because of the way he sold it and the way he named it, the way he promoted it. And maybe we needed those names, those, those, those initiatives for us to, to, to pay attention and buy it. Okay. And so maybe, you know, uh, the means has justified it because of the end. Well, we also we have to distinguish it. between this autopilot uh, and what he calls full self-driving. Two different things, maybe, in a sense. Maybe we do, maybe we do, maybe we don't, okay? And, and you know, and look, at least... Well, one costs $12,000 and one doesn't. That's one thing, right? Well, sure, but apparently the people that have paid the twelve grand, at least the people that I know, and again, that's an enormously biased set of people, okay? Not, not necessarily representative of what's out there, have gladly paid the, the twelve thousand because because my goodness if it if it, the probability that it saves my life okay because it worked when I was not paying attention how much am I willing to pay for that? I'm willing to pay a hell of a lot for that. Sorry. Okay. Maybe I can afford it. Okay. And in some sense, you know, the 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 comfort and, and the peace of mind that I get that, that in case I flip out, which I do too, all too often, okay, this thing is going to, hey, Alan, cool it. We got you. Okay. To me, my goodness. And so, you know, to others, hey, it would be nice if he made it available cheaper. Okay. I think, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to discuss his business motives here and his business cases and his pricing initiatives. But, you know, it, it isn't that crazy. And, you know, I would have appreciated he did it, you know, in a more holistic way. But, boy, I think the, in, some, in part, I think if I look at it, um, maybe the end justifies the means. Another story to get to. TechCrunch is saying that uh, Aurora has unveiled a fleet management platform to optimize autonomous operations. They're calling it Aurora Beacon. The system is aimed, of course, at the company's trucking and ride-hailing products, which is what you would expect this to be aimed at. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, you know, I don't know what that is. I mean, you know, a lot of I, I dealt with trying to optimize. Uh, you know, the use of trucks and so on, whether you have a human driver in there or not a human driver, I don't know, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it really changes much, but anyway, never mind. I don't know. Maybe. I had a Textination interview uh, this week with a company called Momentum Dynamics. They're in Malvern, Pennsylvania. They're one of the companies involved in wireless charging for electric vehicles. They're out there with a system uh, that could uh, prove important, I think, in, in deploying robo-taxis that can be charged bits at a time while parked, especially in a kiosk type of setting. So you don't need as big of a battery, for one thing, they're saying, because uh, with these types of vehicles anyway, because they're being charged multiple times a day, and they're saying it's better for the battery too. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, the only answer to that one is yes, of course. I think looking at, 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 at kind of the, the kiosks, are, are, you know, a lot of people look at that and say, well, why isn't it like Uber and Lyft that can pick me up at my kitchen door? Huh. Well, unfortunately, if you do that, 
the, the probability you're going to have any ride sharing is essentially zero. Okay. And so, you know, to me, ride sharing is really important uh, for, for sustainability reasons, for affordability reasons. These are big reasons. Okay. Because if this isn't affordable, it's not, it's not going to see the life of uh, the, the light of day. I mean, who's going to support all that? I mean, you know, uh, the state of New Jersey is not rich enough. Well, this okay. this could mean you don't have to pay somebody to come come over and physically plug a plug into a vehicle. Uh, 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 and what, what makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, that's why I said yes. And of course, guess what happens with these? I, I, I use the elevator analogy, and people are sick of me because I continue to use the elevator analogy, but. But here it is, a system you can just look at that operates today to, to, to envision the operation of this thing, this, this Trenton moves. You, 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 you almost don't even need to do an animation. Let's just go look in an elevator, okay, in a, in a building. It sits there waiting for a customer most of the time. Where? At kiosks, or okay, they're they're called floors. Oh, all right, we'll call them floors now, so that everybody understands. In some sense, rarely are they moving up and down compared to when they're sitting there, and as I like to say, like little puppy dogs waiting for attention. Well, when you're sitting there waiting for attention, why don't you just you know charge me up? And, and I think their approach and, and, and their thing in there is that then you don't need a very big batteries. Right. You really don't. Because if you look at the duty cycle throughout the day of any of the vehicles, you know, you have plenty of time to charge them. Okay. And how many chargers do you need? Well, you need like, you know, if you have 60 kiosks, like 60 of them. Maybe you don't even need it at all. You can like just move them around to the next one or whatever. And since you know what the load is on the on the on on, uh, on the battery, and you have a really good expectation of what the demand's going to be, the management algorithm. I mean, any one of my students can write it trivially. Boom, 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 got it. And we can announce it like what did they announce? I mean, well. Optimally do to do da 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 da. I mean, it's it's, only, it's not even a homework assignment. I one of the know. cool so, one yeah. of the cool things that they have on their site, they have a, a demonstration of how this works in any kind of weather through ice and snow. It's it's pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. But as I said, you know, uh, through maybe parts of today we we wouldn't operate Trenton Moose because the weather is just too lousy. Okay. And sometimes the snow is too deep. And sometimes, you know, uh, it might be fog. We're, we're not, with Trenton Moose, we don't want to solve the fog problem. We don't want to solve the snow problem. We don't want to solve, solve the, the heavy rain hurricane problem. Okay? Because if you look in New Jersey, you know, there are like 350 days a year in which you don't have those problems. So let's do that first. Let's get 350 days worth of value out of this darn thing, as opposed to say, oh no, I've got to have 365.25, otherwise we're not doing anything. I mean, 
Where does that come from? Who thinks that way? I don't know. At least I don't. Never mind. Providing mobility. What it's all about. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. Alan, I think so. I don't know. Whatever. Alan, you you have a, a day job that we want to mention <laughs> that you've had, had a for day. a little while now. Yeah, 50, man, yeah, 50 yeah. years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, the day job, 50, almost 52, but only 50 at Princeton, whatever. Well, well this whatever. this past week, the senior thesis symposium took, took place and... Uh, what I understand, you've got a lot to be proud of here. Talk about yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still director of undergraduate studies in operations research and financial engineering at Princeton, and and we have I don't know uh, sixty five seniors this year. Big, I think we're the fourth largest department on campus, believe it or not. Uh, and and we had our senior thesis symposiums. All this, all the one of the you know really crown jewels of the of the. The education is a senior thesis. You know, they get each student gets to spend a year basically one on one with a faculty member working on something that they want to work on. You know, it's, it's you know, uh, absolutely phenomenal part of the education. I think um, essentially everybody that comes back on their twenty fifth reunion talks about what you know senior thesis and, and how you know it, it, it for. It, it is. It's just phenomenal. And we we have a symposium, you know, every year in which we have a bunch of parallel sessions and so on, uh, where they all get to present their senior theses. And and then we had a, a we, we picked out the eight best uh, faculty. Pay. And then we had a, a, another session with just the eight best so that all the faculty, because you have to, you can only sit in one of the parallel sessions, so at least all the faculty could could sit there and 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 appreciate the what the, the the best of the best did, and it was just I mean, it was knock your socks off, just phenomenal. And so, um, if you go to the e-letter this uh, that I'm about to put out, you know, you get to the link and you can you can see some of this. But I mean, wow, I mean, uh, you know, just just absolutely, you know great stuff on great topics that are enormously uh, relevant and uh, and um, uh, you know just so proud of the whole thing so if somebody wants to uh, kind of take a look at what uh, what's coming out of yes we are somewhat of a leading institution and we are absolutely blessed with with absolutely uh, phenomenal kids coming in um, um, you know they can take a look. Makes us excited about what's to come from, Absolutely. from these kids. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about the future. Well, again, a reminder about the summit coming up the beginning of June. For more info, you can head to cartsmobility.com. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, and they are a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us and the newsletter at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts from. Smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. 
I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you, everybody, for joining in.